0: Point three WT's after further review. We're back here with David the Man and God Harris. Final segment of the day. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Uh, Scott, the uh, station manager said that they'll be trying to work on the phone line so you can be able to hear it over the, uh, the board. So make it a little bit easier for David the Man and God Harris to hear some of the music in the background or just different things that we do here on 88.3 WT's after further review. So David, we did the NFC North. Now we're going to do... The AFC North. Go ahead with your predictions.
1: All right, again, we'll start from worst to first. I mean, it's no surprise. (laughs) Isn't that a Dead last. I mean, you (laughs) kind of teased a little bit about it in the last segment, thinking about their offensive line. I still think even with the offensive line issues, I mean, yes, so now you're basically going to take away – who was a breakout star last year in T. Higgins, who came out of nowhere as a rookie sensation, Tyler Boyd, who really took over that number one mantle seemingly away from A.J. Green as he's moved off to Greener Pastures out west.
0: And then now you're just going to throw in
1: uh, uh, Jamar Chase. And it's like, okay, so yeah, you got Joe Burrow's boy, but now you still have a glaring need you failed to address at the draft that everyone thought that you were going to address, at least all the sensible people that you were going to address with this draft, and so now it's like if Joe Barr gets hurt again, you know, you're SOL. So, I like, I'm putting at four wins, and that's being super generous, because I feel like three should be the absolute max. Okay, hmm And, you know, like, I, I still want to understand just kind of thing about the Bengals. Like, you have a need here. Everyone sees it. Everyone talks about it all offseason. Well, you know, Joe Burrow's getting healthy. You should get him an offensive line. Help address the offensive line. And yes, you can address that by getting kind of pieces here and there, but why not go for the best available? And we t- talked about this with the draft winners and losers. Literally every mock draft, for, I mean, leading up to maybe about two or three weeks before where people were like, oh, he's going to go with his, you know, college teammate as if that matters in the pro and get, kind of get the wide receiver. But it's like, if you don't have time to throw the ball, doesn't matter if you have a wide receiver. You could have Jerry Rice out there. You could have Tyree Kill out there. If you have 2.2 seconds to get rid of the ball before someone's in your face getting ready to suplex you into the dirt, I mean, but we talk about the Bengals
0: organization. Yeah, you're right. All right, keep going. No, we we lost David, unfortunately. So he was talking about the Bengals organization. He should be calling back in shortly. Uh, Unfortunately, this is sometimes what happens. So, David, you're back on. What happened, man?
1: Yeah, I have no idea what happened.
0: Yeah, it looks like it just the call went out. But what were you saying about the Bengals?
1: Or just, yeah, real quick about the Bengals. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's either a head coaching or general manager change before the end of the season just because they keep trying to fix a, a massive hole in the organization with Band-Aids and stopgaps here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to work. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some changes in Cincinnati. It's going to be another, another long year for those Bungles.
0: Okay, next one.
1: And, and I, this is going to frustrate a lot of people in that state, but the Cleveland Browns,
0: <laughs> nah, wait a minute. a, wait a, minute. Wait a minute. I know 2020 was a crazy year, but are you doing this because we all know you're a Steelers fan, but why is Cleveland not going to be third in this division? When they ended up, I believe, getting second and then beating your Steelers in the playoffs, and they're trending upward, and they've they've actually made the backfield a, a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball.
1: I guess twenty twenty one was a crazy year. I mean, nineteen, you know, ninety five year old Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Twenty twenty one, crazy year. But I, I just think there there's too much egos in place. And I think, I think that there's going to be some kind of culture clash to where either Odell Beckham is going to get traded or Baker Mayfield is going to be gone. One of those, both players are not going to be here. By the end of the season, they're gonna
0: go with Odell. I just don't I think. see it. I think they'll go get rid of Odell because of he was injured, and then the Browns took off after he got injured. And if, if there's any kind of controversy and stuff's not going right, I think Odell will be the first to go. As you know, it's a quarterback league. I know they're waiting around to, to pay Baker and see you know what he does this season if they want to extend his contract and give him some money. But you got to admit, when Odell got injured, the the, the Browns went upward. Was less drama yeah. and more wins. So if it, if he's on the team and he starts complaining, in the Browns or out of the first four games or two and two or something like that, they're gonna be looking at Odell. Like, well, last season after you went down, the Browns had one of their best seasons in almost twenty five years. So it'll probably be Odell first.
1: Yeah, and and I can and I can see that primarily because you know wide receiver, it's easier to move a wide receiver than a quarterback. The only reason I mentioned Baker is because it took them so long to really be committed to Baker in terms of giving him, like signing that fifth-year option or that that last-year option, is that they're still trying to wait to see if this is the upward trajectory, if this is going to be him kind of turning the corner or if it's just a blip. Because for the longest, we were thinking, okay, Baker Mayfield was doing a lot of talking, but his play on the field... Yeah, really wasn't showing. And I think last year, primarily because Odell Beckham and kind of all the arguments and him kind of demanding the ball, we were able to see a Jarvis Landry go off. We were able to really see kind of them use the tight end. But more importantly, they realized that, and we talked about it a little bit last year in the, pre- in the you know in the prediction, this is a running first team. Chubb and Hunt are your focal points of the offense. True. Baker's job is basically just not to screw up when it's third down. Because I I think the the epitome of this division, hard-nosed, in-your-face, nasty-mouth football, you get that from Nick Chubb. And then when he needs a breather, you get that from Kareem Hunt. True. Plus, both of them are able to catch the ball on the back foot effectively. And so you have that weapon going for them. I think that will be kind of my key for this team is if they can – make sure that they are a run-first team. And that's going to be hard because Baker Mayfield's playing for a contract. And so he wants the ball out. He wants to go throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. And that's just not the recipe for success, as we saw last year. Mm -hmm. So I I could see Cleveland getting to nine wins. Okay. Uh, Okay, nine,
0: nine, go nine and eight.
1: Yeah, I can see him going 9-8 just because I think that there will be a couple times where, and we've seen it throughout his career, Baker Mayfield makes one too many mistakes. Just one too many mistakes that the defense are unable to recover from. And I think that that might cost them some critical games. I don't think that they're going to lose, say, to um, Detroit or Chicago. But I can see that happening with the Minnesota or happening with the Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Where it's that one tiny mistake where you have to play perfect football, and it's in Baker's hands and he drops the ball. Right. Uh, second place, it so, hates to kill yeah. me.
0: It's going to be the Steelers, I'm guessing. You're you're picking Baltimore to be first. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. That order. Okay. And and the other reason is, Ben is holding on too long. Ben just needs to retire already.
0: Wait, 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 like, wait, I know wait, wait, wait. He had a good season, didn't he?
1: Yeah, good Good is offerable.
0: Good, I, mean, I, I for- think, though, I think he did really... Remember, David, you guys went 11-0. and The problem was you didn't have... Really, your running game went flat at the end, which normally is supposed to be revving up toward the end of the season because obviously almost all the AFC North teams play outside, and you need that running... You need that ground-and-pound game in the month of December and January. It just wasn't there. And, and obviously... He ain't the old young Ben Roethlisberger, but at the same time, you can't have any quarterback slinging it 60 times in a game. And I think that was what really was the downfall for you. If you had a running game, Pittsburgh probably beats Cleveland. Sorry to say that, Cleveland fans. And Pittsburgh would probably be in the Super Bowl. Can you agree?
1: Yeah, and, that, yeah, and I think that's why we got Najee Harris. And that's yes. why we're, we You'll brought in uh, Kalen Ballage. That's why you brought in Anthony McFarlane, really. Like, so mm-hmm. we really revamped and solidified. And then also knowing that James Conner was injury-prone mm-hmm. kind of a lot. And so that that really didn't help that when he went down. We're having to rely on Benny Snell, who is not a power running back, a three-down back. He's more of a mm-hmm. kind of third-down speedster, more reminiscent of a Le'Veon Bell. And then we had that whole conversation of, do we bring Le'Veon Bell back? And that just turned into a trade wreck in terms of Pittsburgh Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think this team will win 11-12 games. It's just when we get to the playoffs November-December and Big Ben is, you know, he's up there in age. Like He's, he's going to want to take hits because that's just been Roethlisberger's entire career. <laughs> will, will we be able to, one, maintain that running game, making sure that Najee stays healthy? That's obviously the biggest thing. And then too, as we're seeing throughout this off or this preseason so far, I really want Dwayne Haskins to be the backup for Ben Ross's That is true. Because we we have a love, deeply rooted hate relationship with um oh uh, what's it called? Or with Mason Rudolph in a way that um, when we see him play, we're like uh, it, just, it just annoys us. And we're seeing Dwayne Haskins have this renaissance, and we're like, Dwayne, you should be the number two. This is the perfect situation. Get out of the train wreck dumpster fire in Washington that everyone is saying is your fault, but it's really that whole organization's crazy. But yeah, like we have everything we need. Defensively, of course, you got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. We brought in another linebacker from Jacksonville this week for a you know, late-run compensatory pick that made Jacksonville Jaguars fans really confused. But we're good because we got depth at a linebacker that we really need. Like We have everything that we need. It's all about staying healthy for us. And God loves Ben, but I don't think Ben's going to play off 17. He just, he just physically can't.
0: Uh, yeah, yes. I guess I I could see I could see that, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. It, I think if like I said, if they can get the balance, the balance of the of the of the running game, I think he can do it. But if they start to rely on him too much, then no, he's not going to be able to do it. And by the way, he's not that old. I mean, I guess in football years he's old, but in real life he, he's not. Um I mean, his, his, his knees have been have
1: been taken 50,000 shots a year. Mm-hmm. And and he played with, you know, in those heavy duty Terrell Suggs coming after his knees. I mean, yeah, I mean, age wise, no. Football age wise, like, whatever Tom Brady was supposed to get, Big Ben has gotten his portion and Tom Brady's portion. Yeah. Tough hits and bruises, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, repeat again. Baltimore Ravens, their biggest question is, is Lamar Jackson going to play? Because mm. if, if he doesn't, what the NFL put out and said, hey, you know, games have to be canceled with, you know, or forfeited, or games have to be canceled because of the pandemic, there's going to be forfeits and things like that, and Lamar Jackson's saying he's not going to get the vaccine, or he's, he's saying that publicly. Mm. And so we have that whole situation. And so can this team really be dangerous without Lamar Jackson at the helmet quarterback? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it can. Yes. I think Lamar. Keep
0: going. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think Baltimore with Lamar Jackson is 12 wins, 13 wins. I think Baltimore without Lamar Jackson is hovering at that 8-9, 9-8. Nine, nine, and that's when general. Because Lamar is really who makes the offense be as dynamic to where they're threatening. Because you don't know if he's going to run, if he's going to throw. He can have that scrambling ability. He also provides another weapon in terms of running, just kind of being a three-down back. I mean are those wide receivers as lethal without having a Lamar Jackson who can sling it 60, 70 yards to those features? Right. I don't think so. Right. We know the defense is going to be good just because we, like Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland built our built defense first. Defense is going to be your bread and butter. And then it's just make sure the offense is good. But the million dollar question is with this pandemic, is Lamar Jackson going to play?
0: Well, because he's unvaccinated, so what's the rules actually with that? Because Frank Wright was actually vaccinated and ended up um, getting the COVID, and then he had to set out, what, 10 days? Is that the same with the players that are not vaccinated?
1: I'll, I'll have to double check just to make sure, but I know kind of looking at what they were talking about in terms of teams, if teams have to forfeit or cancel a game because they don't have enough players, because of that are affected with COVID itself. Mm-hmm. Then they will be then those games will be forfeited. There won't be any replays like mm-hmm. there won't be any situation where like last year they moved our game with Baltimore mm-hmm. forty five different times because someone got sick and what happened with Baltimore and their cases. Like that's not going to happen this year. It's just gonna be boom, you for, you can't play this day, you forfeit.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the, here's the difficult thing. Okay, they want to do the forfeit and everything like that. But even if you're vaccinated and you get it, you still got to sit out, right? So no matter if you're vaccinated or not, if you get test positive for COVID, you're sitting out, right?
1: Yeah, you're sitting out, yeah, because that stops the spread and they don't want to have any more pandemics or any outbreaks
0: right, right. in the season. So why, are they, why is it that it's a big deal that if... Um, Jackson's not vaccinated. I mean, he's he's had it twice, but like I said, there's guys that have been known to be vaccinated that've got it as well. So there, it seems like there's no difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated. As long as you, if you test positive for it, you have to go away. Obviously.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think the biggest thing for the league is that they want to kind of promote. Um, they were talking kind of leading up to training camps, having teams that are at least 60 to 70% vaccinated like as an entire organization. So I I think it's just kind of a push to get teams and players fully vaccinated so that it, so that it is one less thing to worry about because we know that fans are going to be just that they're going to be disgruntled. I mean, we're already seeing reports of fans being disgruntled about having to wear masks at the stadiums or potentially Mm -hmm. having to wear masks at stadiums. So I think it's just, kind of one less thing for the league to have to worry about. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, I think, you run into a situation where, say, if someone's positive on the field and then, you know, unvaccinated has a positive die- or positive test case after the game. And then you have to, kind of how we did last year, where you are having to test teams afterwards. And it just becomes a little bit of just a nightmare because then you're Having to look at okay, is this potentially going to hinder or damage another team who's safe? But then they have to play this team, so it just creates a lot of more hassle than I think the league really wants. And I think they're just looking at the bottom dollar of this is going to be this is what's best for business. And if what's best for business is making sure that everyone is vaccinated, then they're, I think they're going to do they're just going to do just that, and then.
0: Fight the bullets as they come. Yeah, it, like I said, well, it's it, oh, it's always a, a revolving uh, cycle indoors. So let's do a recap here. You have got Baltimore, number one. What's their record?
1: I'm going to go Baltimore, eleven and five, or eleven <laughs> and six. Yeah,
0: five. yeah. There's seventeen games. Then you're going to have the Steelers, and this is this is a really tough division. Probably one of the toughest in um all of in the NFL.
1: And I'm going to have the Steelers at 11-6 as well.
0: So is it going to be a tie?
1: It'll be a tie, but head-to-head.
0: Okay. Um, who wins head-to-head, though?
1: I have Baltimore winning the head-to-head.
0: Okay. Third is Cleveland. You got the one at 8-9? Nine. Or 9 9-8. Nine
1: I nine. think they'll be above 500.
0: 9-8. And, and
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they, were, they went 10-7 and seven either. So I think they're still a good team.
0: Okay, and then last, obviously, the Bengals. It, it, it's still a little bit of a mess. They they, they still need some work.
1: Yeah, Bengals 3-14, and 4-13
0: four at bat. Ew, man. So who makes the playoffs out of that division? Just the the Ravens and uh, Steelers?
1: Ravens and Steelers. Unless, unless they expand the playoffs to 16 teams, which it's the NFL, so they probably could do that by the end of next week, and everyone would be like, Oh, well, they just want more money. But I think Cleveland misses
0: out this time. <laughs> oh, see, okay. That, that's, that's a good uh, prediction there, Frank. I see it. I mean, David, wow, that's... Hmm. Hmm. That, that, I
1: know Cleveland fans are probably just always oh, just saying that because the Browns beat the Steelers. Yeah, the clock is right twice a day. 2021 is crazy year. <laughs> so you're
0: saying basically the 2020 was just, you know, it, it was an anomaly.
1: Yeah, 2020 was an anomaly because, yeah, anything is possible. The Browns won a playoff game. The Browns made the playoffs for the first time in, you know, mm-hmm. how many years? I mean, yeah. Crazier things have happened, but crazy things of 2020 being the Browns winning the playoffs, yeah. Back to reality.
0: Mm-hmm. Back, yeah, okay. <laughs> you always You always stick it to them, huh?
1: I mean, I'm just trying to you know, life lesson. Can you know, in the dream world, pandemic. But now, now that we're getting back to normal, it's only right that the NFL gets back to normal. Back to normal means it's Ravens and Steelers, one and two.
0: Right? Okay, I'll I'll do this for you. I think personally, I want to switch it. I think that it'll possibly be the Browns will get first place, Steelers second and Ravens third. I think that, that Lamar Jackson and that vaccine stuff will be cause a rift in the locker room. Is that? Can you agree with that?
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that's going to be... That's why that's my biggest thing. If Lamar Jackson doesn't play, then I think Baltimore's third place easily. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that with Lamar Jackson, or without Lamar Jackson, they're beating the Browns twice, the Steelers twice. I don't, Honestly, I don't know if... Without Lamar Jackson, they beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I just think that offense is so predicated upon having Lamar Jackson's versatility and speed and playmaking ability that it could be trouble if Lamar Jackson doesn't play. I don't think that they're going to go, like, you know, three or four wins bad, but I, I think that they'll be hovering around that 500 mark if Lamar Jackson doesn't play.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. Cool. All right. Well, David, thanks, man, so much for that. And uh, we're, we're gonna, that's how we uh, basically end the show here is with David the man got here is having that, that preview for you. Uh, David, what you got coming up on the weekend or this weekend coming up?
1: We're at the start of Premier League soccer. So, again, yeah. a little bit of football. And then we're in the midst of the preseason. And then next week we'll do more NFL previews. So, i to got to prep those
0: yeah uh yeah that is true so we we knocked out the afc north and the nfc north and uh like i said david it's been three weeks a little three weeks too long but you know we get busy in life
1: yeah i gotta keep to the grind work comes first but we gotta give the people what they want and the people want afr
0: so we're here okay cool yeah that's right and once again have a good weekend make sure you watch um some soccer. We had football Friday up here for the for the soccer teams because the football Friday for regular football starts next week.
1: Uh, high school sports, back in the swing of things.
0: Yeah, it's is. already
1: August.
0: Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. We, we're already in the eighth month, and this year is almost over. <laughs> next thing you know, rocket football will be starting up.
1: Uh, yeah, but they don't want
0: to put us on TV. So. No, that is true. That is true. You know, you got to be on the Peacock. <laughs>
1: Uh, I got to pay to watch the alumni uh, kind
0: of world with this. Yeah, you knew that was humming, man. But, David, have a good weekend, my man. <laughs> All right,
1: you too.
0: All right, that was David, the man of God, Harris here on the 88.3 WGT's after further review. Thanks to Frank coming in. Also, Scott Schwartz, the program director, he came in to meet us, give us some information about the um, uh, studio and everything. And, and basically, we finally get to talk to someone. We got some new management in here, so that's fairly good that he came out and uh, actually met us DJs here normally we're on eh, normally about 11 to 1 but today we came on about 1140 and I'm getting off at 2 next week Frank will be out but we'll have David the man and Guy Harris's previews and uh, hopefully we'll try to get um, Darren Cone the coach talk about Olympic Olympic uh, gold medal game NBA free agency talk about the NBA summer league so we'll have another action packed show for you next week as well uh, like I said, we really enjoy giving you the sports show. Looks like the uh, radio boss is back up and running. So it looks like everything is, is all coming back together here. And, uh, you know, it's cra- crazy that uh, just a year ago we were dealing with COVID and and, and had to wear masks. kind of going back to mask a little bit, but had to spray everything down with Lysol. But it seems like life is getting back to normal. Might have a normal Mac football season as well. Anyway, for Frank, David, i Derek Lawson. It's been a presentation 88.3 WGT's After Further Review We'll see you when you see you. Have a great weekend. And uh, like I said, check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. 2 is after further review with a picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. Peace. We'll see you when we see you.